everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Sleepy Knots podcast, your number one stop for weird, mostly celebrity-centric silly sleep stories of satire and sassiness. That, that was ridiculous. I'm in a very weird mood. I have had very little sleep, but, but that's what happens when you have a two-year-old. I'm excited. We've got one Halloween story left after this. Um, but this week's story is going to be, I mean, I'm, I'm particularly proud of it because I managed to, to put not one, but two of my favorite cryptids into it. So everybody, as usual, go ahead and take a deep breath. Forget the worries of the world. Find a place where you can be comfortable. Close your eyes and get ready to lose yourself in this week's sleep story, which is called Bigfoot, A Snowbird's Journey. For as long as he could remember, Jeff the Bigfoot had spent his winters tucked safely inside a nice warm cabin on the side of Mount St. Helens, catching up on what he had missed in the world and snacking on his favorite winter indulgence, Flaming Hot Cheetos. When the snow would start to fall, the main road that led to the community of summer cabins that he frequented would become impassable, and Jeff would cautiously make his way from the forest to the Ash River cabins, where he would warm himself with all the comforts that the modern world had to offer. During the summer, it would swarm with families and travelers, but much like the timeshare rentals in other parts of the country, these cabins were stocked with TVs, Wi-Fi, Keurigs, and snacks, weighted blankets and Kindles, and his favorite thing in the whole world, the Cheetos. He would pass the cold months like a sultan, and when the spring winds would come and warm the snow into slush, he would make his way back to his summer spot where he could swim and bask in the sun. Whoever said that being a Sasquatch was rough did not have this little slice of heaven that was Mount St. Helens. Since he had his pick of the cabins, he would peek in each window, checking to see who had stocked their cabin the best, and when he chose, he would make a nest and settle in. This year it was a tie between cabin 2 and cabin 11, but since cabin 11 had a back door that put him right next to his favorite dirt hole that he used as a toilet, he went with number 11. The cabins were equipped with toilets, but I mean, the, the toilets are tiny for a Bigfoot. He wiped his feet on the mat and brought a few logs in for the wood stove. He had already flipped on the main electrical switch and watched the Wi-Fi router come to life. He started a fire and settled in with the remote. He was in luck this year because there on the table was an iPad. This was finally his year. He had promised himself that when he got the chance, he would dive into the world of podcasts and really educate himself. He had been hearing the buzz on Serial in the news for years now and was ready to dive into the story of Heyman Lee and Adnan Syed. This was going to be a good winter. He could feel it in his sore bones. Now that he was getting into his 80s, he was starting to get arthritis, but since Sasquatches don't age like humans, he had at least another 80 years before he was going to have to start taking better care of his knees and not jumping from so high up in the trees to land, boom, on the ground and scare away humans. He was comforted knowing that most of the cabins were well stocked with joint supplements for when the time came. Now these were not just any cabins. These were the cabins of Bill Gates and LeBron James. These were cabins for celebrities who could afford it. And had Susan not broken up with him last summer, he would have enjoyed this with her this year. But she said she wanted a partner that could provide all year round, not just in the winter. And with that, she stormed off and hooked up with Dennis. 
Dennis had a nest in a tree and smelled like piss, a smell that Susan had called a sexy musk. Jeff rolled his eyes thinking about it now. He was definitely more of a Scott Disick than a Bear Grylls, and he was fine with that. He just needed to find his own Kourtney Kardashian. As he powered on the iPad and licked the flaming Cheeto dust from his thick, hairy thumbs, he was excited at the thought of learning all he could about the human justice system and true crime, a subject he had long yearned to do a deep dive into, but Susan had said it was a waste of time since they would never be subject to the laws of humans. What the hell does she know? He unlocked the tablet and touched the little icon for the podcast. There on the home screen was a notification, and before he could search for true crime, he was pulled in by the words he saw. New. Cryptid. Podcasts. Could it be? Someone had made a podcast all about him and his fellow cryptids? His heart leapt. He typed Bigfoot into the search bar, and he held his breath while the results came up. And to his surprise, there were tons, actually. Seeing that gave him a thought. Had humans finally become progressive enough that they were ready to accept Jeff and the rest of the Sasquatch? He took another deep breath and did something he had sworn he would never do again after the great winter of 2008. He googled Bigfoot. In 2008, when he had scoured the internet for information on his own kind, he found nothing but people refusing to accept that he even existed. He existed! There were blurry videos, mostly of Bruce and Colin, because those two are idiots and they can't seem to get the hang of blending in with their surroundings when humans are around. There were people insulting the Sasquatch, saying they smelled horrible and screamed like monsters, and perpetuating the myth that we love apples. Maybe Bruce and Colin love apples, but not me. I prefer a nice dragon fruit or a ripe mango. Delicious. Now, though, Jeff typed Bigfoot into Google, and what came up surprised him. There were lots of news articles and sites legitimizing his existence. He knew it. Finally, all it took was a little time, and, you know, the humans would come around. There were forums arguing that they were aliens or interdimensional time travelers, and websites selling all kinds of things with their pictures on them, his people. He went through sight by sight and was happy with what he was discovering. Until he stumbled upon a site that he had not anticipated finding. An entire world of content dedicated to Bigfoot erotica. He clicked on a story thinking it might be an erotica written for him, but it didn't take long for him to discover it was erotica written about him. His stomach turned. His faith in humanity started to dwindle. First, they refused to accept him, and now his people were being exploited for the weird sexual kicks of humans? Would there never be equal rights for them? I mean, come on! No, it was all too good to be true. They were still a joke. But now, instead of a scary joke, apparently, they were a sexy one. He clicked on another site and found more of the same. His eyes filled with tears. What was the point of his existence? No one cared if he lived or died. According to the article, they just wanted him for his enormous penis, which, if Jeff was being honest, was more Bruce's department than his. He went on YouTube and curated the saddest playlist that has ever been created. He blasted it at top volume and laid on the floor of the cabin on his back, sobbing. This existential crisis was quickly pushing him towards shutting the flue on the wood stove and just heading for that big mountain in the sky. 
as Harry Nelson's I Can't Live blasted through the Bluetooth speakers, he wailed along in despair. I can't live. I can't give anymore. As the crescendo of the song wound down, he flung the door open and wandered out into the snow-filled forest. He wept loudly and without shame as he charged aimlessly through the trees, until he tripped over a log that was hidden by a snowbank, and when he fell, he simply stayed put without the strength to rise again. This is it. This is where I die, he said out loud, and closed his eyes waiting for the snow and the cold to take him. Um, hey, sorry to interrupt, but are you okay? Jeff heard a voice and looked around, trying to figure out where it was coming from. He scanned the trees until he spotted a pair of red eyes gazing at him. Who are you? he asked, and he wiped the snot from his furry nose. The name's Beatrice? I'm a mothman. Well, like, a moth lady, but you know, it's like the ladybug, where even if they're male, they're still ladies. Same thing, but opposite. Whatever, you know what I mean, she said as she unfurled her huge set of black wings and hovered two feet above the ground. What are you doing here? Are you an alien or you only live in Michigan or something? It's a long story. I've got time. I was just going to lay here until I die, so, you know, I can listen. What happened? asked Bernice. <sighs> I googled Bigfoot and saw my entire species as a joke, and I lost all the will to live. What about you? I found out that humans can't decide if I'm a cryptid or an alien. Like, just ask me, I'll tell you. But no, they think I'm a demon monster. I'm not a demon. They mock us. They demonize us. Literally. I don't know what the point of life is. I came on a soul-searching journey to try and figure out the point of my life, but so far I haven't found anything. I was hoping for like an eat, pray, love style awakening, but so far all I've had is a get lost, get cold, get more depressed kind of a journey, she said. Well, you can lay down here next to me if you want. There's room for two in my snow tomb, Jeff lamented. She giggled. Oh, okay. Thanks. With one swoop, she was on the ground next to him. Hey, I've got a place up the road a bit. Have you ever had flaming hot Cheetos? What is a flaming hot Cheeto? Only the best snack this side of the Mississippi, he said, the joy coming back into his voice. The pair made their way back to cabin 11 and spent the night snacking and talking and watching TV. You can like stay the winter with me if you want. I mean, you don't have to if you have like other plans or an Airbnb booked. I don't. I mean, yes, I want to stay. I don't, I don't have other plans. And the two spent the next two months laughing and singing 70 songs and snacking until one night by the fire, Jeff leaned over and finally tried to kiss Bernice. She pulled back. I really like you, Jeff, but I have to tell you something. He was embarrassed. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that, he said, clamping both his giant hands over his face to hide his shame. No, no, it's not that. It's just, I don't, I don't know if I can do what you're thinking about doing. I mean, I'm, I'm like a, you know, a cryptid. It's okay. I have an idea. Hand me the iPad and I'm going to read you a little story and we'll see where the night takes us. 
the end. So, yeah, Bigfoot erotica is a real thing. Feel free to uh, Google it. It's it's unsettling and terrible. I learned all about it um, from creepy pasta episodes of last podcast on the last. It's it's terrible. Apparently, um, it's a thing that keeps coming back into the mainstream news. Um, and it's I mean it's. I shouldn't say it's terrible. If it's your thing, it's totally fine. It's just not my thing. So, anyway, you can go ahead and follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Aaron Potter Plow. I'm also getting ready to. Um, I'm getting. I'm working on my website and my book release is chugging closer and closer with every day. Um, I'll have more information on that coming up soon. And, you know, like I said before, times are crazy. Put aside a little bit of time for yourself to just decompress. You know, we all deserve that. I spent way too much of my time yesterday watching Totoro um, on HBO Max and cross-stitching. That's what I do to decompress and, and it's great, but now I have like weird old lady cross-stitch related injuries in my shoulders and that's, that's not super great, but it helped with my stress levels. So if you have a thing where you can do it, you know, sit down and do it while you're listening to me or another one of the most, another podcast or whatever. Anyway, find your, find your joy. Um, so, you know, I hope everybody's hanging in and... Until next time, sleep well.